Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Hi, this is Jason Kebler, and you are listening to Radio Motherboard. We've always sort of called Charlie Brooker's Black Mirror the Motherboard Show, because while we love tech, we're probably a bit more wary of its ability to lean dystopian than your average tech publication. So this week and next, we're going to be talking about the new season of Black Mirror on Netflix. Today, we're going to be talking about the first three episodes, Nosedive, Playtest, and Shut Up and Dance, and we're going to discuss what they say about our culture. Next week, we'll be back talking about the end of the season, San Junipero, Man Against Fire, and Hated in the Nation. This week's episode has spoilers for the first three episodes and some light discussion of the first season episode, 15 Million Merits, so consider yourself warned. All right, let's do it. I've got Brian Merchant, our wayward uh, former senior editor who is now writing a book about the iPhone. Hi, Brian. Hello. And our uh, editor of Terraform, which is our sci-fi section, so he's an appropriate guy to have. I also have Ankita Rao and Nicholas de Leon. Unfortunately, not everyone has seen every episode, so we're going to uh, have people jump in and out, I guess. But should we first uh, not go episode by episode, though, just like <laughs> I said? And just like ge- generally, do you think that this is a good season of Black Mirror? Like, does it hold up to season one and two? I think that it does not, unfortunately. I think it's still very good. I, I just don't think that there was like a really like a full episode of this new season that was as good as any of the ones that came before maybe like one or two but that's just me yeah this is one of my favorite shows and uh, i thought that the concepts in season three were all very good i don't know that they pulled off anything to the level of success that they did in season one and two or the christmas special exactly i feel like we got some of the same like compelling worlds and same some of the same sort of like queasy speculation but i feel like none of them were really like as complete little universes that were as ultimately as effective as anything in the last ones that's just me though yeah what a, what is everyone's favorite episode of this show ever 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 Ooh. Well, my favorite, I think, is probably the 15 million merits, um, just because I, I know it's a little, like, relentlessly grim, and maybe at the end it's a little obvious, but I think it's just, like, such a, like, a, such a nasty articulation of so many of the different uh, the trends in in technology, and, like, really just, it just kind of had the guts to, like, blow them up into the far future and to make this, like, whole portrait of a really... Uh, grim sort of but also sort of tongue-in-cheek and very funny sort of universe um that one and then the i also liked the the entire history of you of course yeah that's the one everyone always loves mine is also 15 million merits i think like you said it just talks to so many potential things like techno slavery pay-as-you-go gaming like the pursuit of fame 
from Wraith Babes, the hottest girls in the nastiest situations. So let's view. What about you guys? I'm incapable of thinking of anything past last month, so I'm going to just go with... I actually think the last one I watched, which is the third one on the season three, was the most shocking to me and the most like confusing and stayed in my head. So I'm going to go with that for now, just in terms of being intrigued. So shut up and dance. Yeah. Yeah. Nicholas? Uh, I mean, I don't want to like jump on the bandwagon, but I, I did like the, the Demerits episode because it... it sort of tapped into like my just complete like disgust with like pop culture in this country it's just like ugh. uh so that really spoke to me and i also i also really like shut up and dance a lot which i guess we'll talk about in a second here but uh i think one of my sort of more general sort of observations was like i remember uh black mirror i don't know when it came out on netflix because i, I remember i well i pirated it it came out in the uk before it came out here in the u.s and i remember joe rogan was talking about it on his podcast and he's like you got to watch this this is crazy uh so when that i believe it was 2011 or 2012 it was like so like so much more arresting to see just just remembering that the prime minister episode of like i'd never seen anything like that in television and i don't know uh obviously that that kind of feeling goes away as as the seasons come out but it, it just made so much more of an impact back then than I think this season did to me now. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because, in, in fact, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I've been seeing like a lot of backlash to Black Mirror with this season. Like there's been a lot of like criticism and a lot of complaints about uh, originality or whatever. And I think a lot of it is just that, like it was this really aggressive, cutting kind of like in your face, like technology has all of these like really terrible potential downsides that will just com- not just sort of make you uncomfortable but r- ruin your lives and ruin our lives in the future and i think that vision wasn't necessarily uh hadn't been articulated so completely uh, at least recently in the in like the uh, on television or in in the media really um in such a sort of comprehensive package. So seeing that was like really jarring. I remember I watched all the episodes as, as soon as I could, just downloading them from wherever. Um, so I was, I was like you, I, I completely agree. So this, it's like, yeah, it's in the bloodstream. The DNA is kind of, you know, filtered out. I don't know if we see uh, Westworld, if, if Black Mirror wasn't a success. I don't know if, you know, there's a lot, it, it's had its time to sort of like proliferate in pop culture. Yeah, I think it was very early in this trend of uh, tech might be bad or tech might lead us to dystopia in like very pop culture. I mean, obviously, that's been a trend in sci-fi for a while, but Black Mirror really kind of hit uh, the public consciousness as we were like, oh, maybe constant notifications and Silicon Valley, etc. is not gonna lead to utopia <laughs> right i think and i think it's like a recresting i think i was just talking about this yesterday with the other um terraform former editor claire evans uh, but we were just talking about how with black mirror like it saw this kind of resurgence of all this sort of techno anxiety because if you look back like two or three decades then like all the the major sci-fi uh movies mostly like Terminator 2 and before that like 2001 they're all about technology 
technology is like is this uncontrollable force that's going to kill us it's either that or like escapism like star wars so but it kind of like went underground for the 90s and a lot of the aughts when you know the tech boom was like really powering a lot of the economy and people really liked a lot of this stuff this is just an armchair you know philo- uh, an armchair like you know, <laughs> sort of like diagnosis but i but it kind of seems that like and then it kind of like re-erupted with black mirror and all these other you know even the new mad max and this whole rise of dystopian young adult fiction and everything so yeah i don't i think it i think it's tied into all that and this reawakening of like wait a second we're giving facebook all of our data google knows everything about us you know like what the all these sort of like reawakening concerns about the success of these uh tech giants and and stuff i think it's it's also like kind of chicken and egg though in terms of like maybe the reason that this season isn't as shocking is not just because of the fact that we're used to it but also because we're just like inundated with new technology that is what we're seeing in the show more and more so like the more we embrace AI and that it's just the more that we're going to think these things are not as shocking. And, you know, and maybe they aren't like four years ahead anymore. Maybe they're just like a little bit ahead. So Right. I think that, that's a really good point, too. Like, yeah, and that'd be a fun thing to look at. I know, Jason, you did like a story a few years ago about like what could actually happen in Black Mirror. You know, like what how far are we off from this? So like how far have we come since the original Black Mirror episodes aired? Like a lot of these things, you know, machine learning and, 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 and AI, like you said, have at least you know there are like sort of iterations of products on the on the marketplace i don't know that series all that much smarter but there are certain things like the amazon echo that definitely make it feel like we're interacting with the technology more than we used to be yeah one thing i've always thought about black mirror is that even with the far off tech that it shows like say in episode 4 which we can get to the questions it raises are questions that are relevant today in the development of the technology so Uh, You know, even if we're not technically living in a dystopian hell where everyone, where power comes from humans pedaling on bikes, we are slaves to, you know, like social media and slaves to our like pay as you go everything right now, sort of. So I think that it raises questions regardless of how far off the tech is. Um, But I, I agree. I do agree that a lot of these things we're starting to see happen. Yeah, yeah. I think I definitely think that the best Black Mirror episodes are the ones that take sort of like an emergent like nation trend in technology and then like blow it up in a way that makes you completely uncomfortable. Like and the, for me, the in 15 million merits was like you have to like pay, you have to give some of your capital to turn off the blaring ads. Like that is such like a horrifying prospect to me. And AT&T did that. Yeah, AT&T did that. They literally, they actually had to stop maybe a month ago. But yeah, they actually did that. I know. Broadband, so it's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. But like where it's like in literally in your room, in your domicile where you can't escape it unless you actually expend some of the capital that you've earned and I, 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 I yeah it's things like, it's things like that and we can get into these episodes but the the nosedive episode which I know not everybody loves but I think did a really good job of like just kind of like articulating the exaggerated anxiety of sort of just like living in a world where like social capital likes and all these things are just so omnipresent that you can't escape them at a, you know in your life let's talk about the episodes now i think uh let's start with nosedive that kind of leads into it 
we've got Bryce Dallas Howard, who is trying to get her ranking up. Uh, she's asked to be maid of honor at her old friend's wedding. And uh, this starts a hellhole of her just like nose diving into like purgatory of, of downvoting and like one star rankings. So, I mean, everyone says that this is starting to happen now, but uh, how, how close to home did this one hit you? This one was so stressful to me. I thought it was like, I have friends who, I don't know, I have a friend who moved to Australia. I should, probably shouldn't out her, but I'm going to. And she like has a lot less of a social media pre- presence now. And she's a journalist, so she used to be very like online everywhere. And now she says she's like, really disturbed by how her life is like less validated and it's and also disturbed by the fact that she is disturbed by that and so this one was really weird to me because I was like I think people are already like not more than halfway there of like rating like going by these like weird silent social media ratings all the time and obviously it's not as in your face as a nosedive but it's just I don't know that one that one scared me for all of us. Yeah, this is something that uh, I think about all the time, multiple times every single day. Uh, Every fiber of my being for the last month or so has wanted to delete every social media thing that I have. And I simply can't do it because I need it for my job. I need it to promote stories. I need it to contact sources. I need it to like keep up with the news. And I feel incredibly trapped by it. And uh, so it hit really home for me because... They're living in a society in which you cannot escape this ranking system. And uh, we're starting to see that now. Like, I can't get out unless I change careers. And, uh, you know, that I guess that's an option for me, but it's not what I want to do. And I think a lot of people start to feel like that. Yeah, I think that that, that was one of the smart things about the, the episode was that we do meet the one character who has... Uh, removed herself from from the the whole sort of regime, and she has to. She, yeah, she's a truck driver, and like really, and it's just kind of like repulsive, so repulsive to this like nose diving, spiraling out uh, citizen of the of the new world that she doesn't even almost doesn't even get in the get in the car. She'd rather like walk in the rain, completely ruined, uh, than than like associate with this non digital entity. And I, I, I think that it was like, it is really good because it kind of poses it as like, it's still like, yeah, it's a choice, but it's a choice that no one can really take. Yeah, like, like you were just saying, you can't really not have a social media presence. And it's not even just journalism. It's so many different things. You know, any really, any career that has sort of you know, a, a public facing element, which at this point is, is most of them really demands a, a Twitter profile, a LinkedIn profile, you know, even to some extent, some more stuff, Instagram, Snapchat, it's, it, it, it is exhausting. And one of the things that I've really sort of tried to enjoy is while I've been working on this book and like unplugging is, is just, I've been trying like not to get into the daily tweet cycle and trying to not look at Facebook all the time because I, but it's hard. Like, just like your friend in uh, Australia and Kita, it's like, Oh, well, did I just miss an opportunity? Am I not being able to connect with these sources? Am I like, is, am I falling out of sort of like social currency? It is, it is this new whole like element of stress. And I feel like the episode does a better than anything. Like ultimately it kind of 
falls flat for me because it, the, the ending really didn't do a lot with its promise, but what it really did well for me was just articulate that sense of anxiety, just amplify it, right? Like this, like this could be the future and this could be what it would feel like to be dropped into that future and have to live it for a day. And it just, it was kind of like got under my skin for sure. Yeah, uh, right after this came out, there was a news story about the Chinese communist government perhaps doing something similar to this, like ranking its people on a five-star scale. Like, and I haven't checked the story. I don't know if it's true, but it has gone around and it was reported in like reputable outlets. But this is already happening. If you're an Uber driver, if you're an Airbnb person, you are ranked on a five-star scale. And if you fall beneath a certain number, you can't use those platforms anymore. And so I think it definitely is, is speaking to that as well. eBay, uh, like all sorts of e-commerce yeah. sites, like they're just, you're not, you won't be able to like sell, sell or buy goods. And I think it, it is encroaching. There are, was it Microsoft who had that, had that internal sort of, or I know Amazon had one too, where you're like encouraged to, con- to constantly rank your peers and your coworkers. Uh, stack ranking, yes. Yeah, stack ranking was at the executive level at Microsoft, and then Amazon had it for the entire sort of like office plat. They had an online, in that New York Times expose, they had that, uh, they had software where everybody at every level was encouraged to constantly rank or you know, complain about or describe experiences with their coworkers, which is really just felt dystopian, but it felt like, you know, this, this nosedive episode. Yeah. Charlie Brooker said that the uh, impetus for this article or, or this um, episode was people, that uh, app that was going to let you rank people. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that kind of idea? fell flat. Oh, uh. It released, but they pivoted after yeah, the backlash a, and but stuff. But there's a couple of similar. Anyways, did you guys like this episode? Because despite it having a great premise and setting up a great world, I do agree very much with Brian that the end was just the spiral felt too much. This episode felt too long uh, in the end, uh, and I think that as an episode of television entertainment at the end, I just I, I wasn't really along for the ride. Like she yeah, spiraled a bit too was far. Like way. Uh, like I don't think she I don't think that hit home for me at all by the time like obviously you just feel bad for her and you're just like oh my gosh just make this stop but I also just felt like that about myself I'm like oh my gosh let's make this stop not just empathetically so yeah it didn't the end of it didn't actually the only two parts that like I would say were emotionally connected for me other than just the idea of it were the truck the interactions with the truck driver but also like when she went to look at that new house and they were like imagining her with this guy in there and like these really intimate moments and she just kind of thought it would all go together like you get everything in one package. Yeah. I think those are the two moments that like I was like I get it. Like I get what she's feeling. There was also that moment when she was looking for like easy five-star rankings and she uploaded a picture of her teddy bear from uh, her, like being a kid. I've done that exact same thing like <laughs> on Instagram and there's always that moment when you uh, upload something and you wait like you send out a tweet and it's like is anyone going to respond to this is this going to get any engagement and they they waited for that beat in this episode and I was like holy shit that's the realest thing Black Mirror's ever done I also (laughs) felt the second layer of that being like when you're putting something that like 
authentically you online it almost like cheapens it a little bit so I also feel that for her is like taking this thing that actually means a lot to her and just being like five star it please (laughs) the one thing I wanted to add about this we can move on is uh it's interesting to look at sort of the rise of snapchat which every, every sort of like profile of the company and whatever a lot of that ties into like teens who have like anxiety over not getting enough likes on instagram or whatever and here comes snapchat where you can see who's viewed it but you don't there's not the pressure to get like likes and and hearts and all this type of stuff so it kind of alleviates that social anxiety that comes with like please like me please it kind of does what does away with that yeah snapchat does feel like a lower stakes social media environment but i feel like it's going to trend the other way because instagram started like that now it's not like Snapchat will trend that way, I think. Well, but we'll see. So. We'll see. I feel like the episode ultimately kind of suffered from what like a lot of these episodes do and what a lot of episodes that find newfound freedom on Netflix to just have like infinite run times. But like almost all of them would have been better to me if they had cut like five or ten minutes. And all, all of them sort of kind of reach into... I really feel like even my favorite episodes this season... They veer into this like overly explanatory, overly expository sequence that that just kind of like holds your hand where Black Mirror didn't used to do that. In this one, it's a little more elegant where I feel like it's the truck driver scene where it's like, oh, this is the life. This is how kind of we arrived at this point. But in the other episodes we'll talk about, there are I feel like there are just there are 10 minutes that didn't need to be there that kind of drag things out a little too long and that tell give us a little too much information that kind of ultimately sort of you, you know kind of dilute the the sense and the point of the of the speculation yeah yeah let's talk about play tests it's i suspect we'll have a little less to say about it um, but did you guys like play test episode 2 it's an interactive augmented reality system like VR? More like layers on top of reality. Oh. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. What's that? We call this a mushroom. Like Mario Brothers? If you like. Uh, you're qualified to do this, right? I haven't killed anyone yet. As a player of like survival horror games and stuff, it, it was it was neat, but I, I don't think. And we we've done like a lot of lot of reporting on VR and and AR and all this type of stuff. So it was interesting, just like as a vocational thing. But as like a Black Mirror episode, I I wasn't all too like uh, blown away by it, frankly. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. Like I, I honestly, it kind of felt like one of the. Th- it was almost surprising for Black Mirror, like the sort of the virtual reality, are you or are you not in virtual reality is kind of stale for Black Mirror. And even though it was like shot well and I think effectively built, like the one thing that Black Mirror does well still to this point is like build its world and builds the foreboding and they each have like kind of a unique DNA. And this one was interesting, even if it was a little slower in the beginning, but like, yeah, ultimately it's like, virtual reality horror just from the beginning and to the end kind of like i don't know even all those quote-unquote twists were just kind of like all right to me anyways i don't know yeah i felt like the only episode black mirror's ever done that was a straight horror uh episode and i thought through that lens it was kind of interesting uh not as a black mirror episode but as a an entry into like horror like a horror film 
And I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool conceit for like a movie, I guess. Um, I thought it was acted very well. I thought that uh, it was enjoyable to watch. It was scary. I thought it was very scary. But yeah, too many twists. Uh, don't know that it had a whole lot to say about society in general and where we're going. Um, one thing I did like is that it's the only episode, I think, where we got to see sort of behind the curtain of the development of a technology. Whereas uh, in the other episodes, this technology, the new technology sort of fully formed and already out into society, we get to see like the testing aspects of it, I thought, which was interesting, but not like terribly useful as a full episode. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Ankita? Yeah, I mean, I thought, I guess this one didn't really hit me in any sort of meaningful way. I also thought it was like, I, it was jumpy for me and sort of like a, a horror. And then with virtual reality, I think I'm, I'm interested in seeing a, a much deeper version of that. I'm, try, I'm trying, I don't really have anything really specific to say. I don't think I thought about this that much. I think I just like watched it and left it behind. Yeah, I was truly scared, but I, it was whatever. It didn't stay with me. Oh, I me. freaked myself out, yeah. Yeah. All right, so Shut Up and Dance is probably the most controversial yes. episode of this uh, season, I think, at least in talking to my friends. Like, there are many thoughts about it. Is that it? What do I do now? I can't really help you. What do I have to do? Just whatever they say. And once you've done that, you're out. They'll let you off. This one, to me, is very much uh, the spiritual successor to White Bear, which is the cell phone one from season two, where uh, this woman is getting followed around uh, by a bunch of people videotaping her with cell phones, and she has no idea what the fuck is going on, and neither do we until the very, very end. Uh, and so spoilers, uh, here, uh, the, well, so spoilers, like the protagonist is a shitty human and you didn't know that the whole time, basically. Yeah, that was exactly like white bear where I felt like a deep empathy and then it got completely turned on its head and it was very, very stressful, but also very human and very like complex, which I think was a good thing. Yeah. So. I didn't enjoy watching this one, and that's usually a compliment for Black Mirror. It's like, uh, oh, it made me cringe. It made me think like strong thoughts and stuff. But I thought that this wasn't that great of an episode. The whole time you're just trying to figure out what is this kid's motivation? Like, what is Ke- his name's Kenny, right? I think it's Kenny. Yeah. Like, what? Why is he doing this? Like, uh, you know, he was caught masturbating on camera. Like. It's not great, but it's not the end of the world. Not enough to rob a bank, not enough to kill someone over. Like, he, he'd handle this very poorly. And then basically it's like, oh, yeah, it turns out he was looking at child porn. Okay, I get it. That's like, I get it. I don't know about you, but my life's over. This gets out. Fucking over. What they get you for? I just looked at some photos. That's all. I just looked at one, one photo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just looked at pictures too. 
How young were they? In the pictures. How young? Well, me too. It's a huge gut punch, but watching, I was just like, what's this dude's deal? Like, why is he doing this? I, I just, that, that thought was in my head the whole time. And I was like, I don't really care what he's doing. I just want to know why he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this, I think that the, the, this episode is also sort of evidence of what we were talking about in the last episode, where it ultimately doesn't really have that much of a point that it was like, it was exciting and stressful to watch for me, but I also feel like every time that you drop, like, your revelation is child porn. It's just, like, an immediate, like... That's true. That's a nuclear sort Yeah, it's like a new... Okay, obviously, like, what's the easiest way to get you to hate somebody instantly? Oh, they they watch child porn, child pornography. And, like, it, it didn't... It just... It felt... It felt very transparent to me that it was just a manipulation by by the writers that were... And less a comment on on anything really which i guess if you have a comment on this it's like shitty people who do shitty things and leave a trace online will be the victims of online vigilante justice which is like okay i don't know i don't i don't i didn't really walk away thinking about much from this episode and then i just like the more i think back about it i'm like this the how old is this kid right like he's like 19 years old and he's like hooked on child porn. I, I mean, I don't. Is this like a? Like, is this is this like niche population like a real active menace to society? That is I, like how many like sweet nineteen year olds? Who, I, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it was really saying much about which. Again, is what like Black Mirror usually does. Well, it like takes something that's like this universal concern of everybody and then blows it up onto a larger stage. This felt like. It took, like, the larger concern, like, oh, it could be embarrassing if, you know, our private moments get broadcast to the internet, and then, like, goes, like, well, you don't really have to worry about it if you're, unless you're a child pornographer, you know? What Black Mirror usually does is, like, and it ends an episode by, like, rubbing our face in it by saying, okay, this is a concern, but instead of that, this episode ends by sort of null, we find out that all these people... With the exception of like maybe the guy who was like having a one-off affair on his wife or something, there were like like a racist CEO who was t- you know headline worthy. We find out that he's a, a ch- into child porn. Like it kind of lets us off the hook it, it, instead of like making us continue to worry. And the other part is like I didn't feel like it was that effective. Like because these guys, he's like robbing a bank. I I I, I mean it made you wonder, I guess, but. But it, but if the premise was that like this kid got caught jerking off, and these online tormentors are forcing him to do things, like I don't know. For me, it was never very believable that he would do anything beyond like deliver the cake. If we were supposed to believe that they just caught him, you know, masturbating, like it wasn't. I, I for me, it was like okay, I guess this next thing's happening. And then in the end, it made sense that it was child porn that he was watching, but it also kind of obliterated any sort of nuance that that it might, you know, have in terms of a critique. So I think that the important thing that this brings up, and I think it is a, a good question for society, and it's not really commented on, you kind of have to pay attention to what's going on, like what's not shown, 
is that there are a bunch of online vigilantes who go and dole out justice to people who they who they deem are immoral. And so this episode is entirely plausible today. Uh, there are there's instances of people going on the dark web, setting up child porn honeypots, and then blackmailing people who go to them. Like that's a thing that happens. We've written about it. And so I think the question is like why like there's this extrajudicial anonymous justice system that that's happening online right now and do we care about that where's the line and i thought it was interesting that they included uh that black guy who was like on the motorcycle they never said what he did uh and they never said what the well the racist ceo and the guy like went to prostitute i thought their stories were much more interesting because it's like oh these things aren't child porn like they're less bad and so it's like you know this guy was cheating on his wife there's lots of people who would cheat on like people and doesn't make them a monster you don't know what's going on and so i think the idea that like anonymous people can ruin someone's life outside the law is an interesting question yeah i i agree and i kind of wish Again, that it, that it was focusing on somebody who we weren't supposed to just believe was a, a total monster. Um, and I, I, I think that there were good things about the episode. There was and that that comment is definitely valid that online, you know, sort of vigilantism is definitely a real force. But again, like, I, I don't know, I had a little bit trouble uh, of trouble believing that even those online vigilantes would go to the trouble of like constructing this like interweaving sort of scavenger hunt of mayhem. But I mean, I don't know, I guess that's the fiction part, but it's, it just, it it didn't ring true to me in a way that a lot of black mirror rings true. The the only thing I would add is I, I enjoyed the, I, I did largely enjoy the episode, but I think I enjoyed it because of, like how like unsatisfying it was. Like you're watching the whole episode, you're just stressed out, and at the end comes and it's this nuclear bomb is like, oh, it was child porn. I don't know how much like movie or, or TV shows that I watch where like everything's like a happy ending or everything wraps up in a ni- neat little package and oh okay. This it was just like so like just bleak. you just come yeah, just so bleak and just so like, oh that was kind of dumb. I can't believe I just like that feeling of like uncertain, like what did I just watch and why did I spend an hour watching that? There's no real point to this. That whole like like confusion, I don't get enough of that in in kind of the mainstream media, and I really got a kick out of like how like confused I was by the end of it. Just that feeling, you know, not not nothing about the commentary of the episode itself, but like that feeling of like what the heck did I just watch? I really got a kick out of personally. Yeah, it's a feeling that you don't get very much. I I, I agree. I mean, this episode has sort of stuck with me, even though I don't didn't like it that much. But uh, it was yeah, it was. Yeah, I'll kind of say, like, it was like White Bear. I, I also feel like White Bear was a little over-the-top cruel, too. But I feel like it was like it, it, it got away with it a little bit because of the sheer novelty of, of, the, of the mechanism that it was describing. Yeah, this is the same mechanism, exact same mechanism. Except we never, except there's, we, the curtains never lifted and we never see who's sort of motivating the hunt or why they're doing it. We don't, have, we don't, you know, we see that in, in White Bear at the very end, we see that it's like, 
you know, it's people who have this like morbid, uh, you know, schadenfreude out of, you know, participating in the, in the horror, um, and are feeding it and then are maybe implicated, uh, a little bit themselves in, in perpetuating the, the, the horror. In this, it's just kind of like anonymous, you know, it's like 4chan trolls with unknown motives are, you know, leading this whole thing and, and also just kind of, there was room for a, maybe a comment there that it, it didn't venture. Yeah. Do you still love the episode? On I, s- I mean, out of this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I still like the show. Like we're kind of shitting on it, but, uh, I love the show. I think it raises a lot of important questions and, uh, you know, it, it just hasn't stuck the landing as it has in the past for, for a lot of episodes. That's a totally fair. Yeah. We're be, I think I, I you know, I'm, you, you're, you're critical with the things that you, that you love. And I, right, I, I, I really think that it, it is a great, and I think it's an important, and it's an, it's an important, um, arena in general to to have to have somebody that will aggressively critique this this area in a way that's like visceral and like drags your gut into it and you know makes it so you can't look away i think that's really important so i think we're just being hard on it because we you know we want it to continue to to do that and to be good and because when it's good it's one of the best shows ever made yeah i think some of the (laughs) best like thing uh, you know dramatic fictions some of the best speculative fictions i've ever seen are are you know a handful of these black mirror episodes and that's you know a, that's no small feat obviously radio motherboard is a production of vice media and of course motherboard we were edited this week by tim barnes thank you so much to brian ankita and nicholas and i am jason kebler we'll be back next week with the second half of season 3 of black mirror And please tell your friends about us. You can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. See you next week.